Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. And uh, welcome to Uy, Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. And I am looking into your face. And I'm looking into yours. <laughs> I was about to say live and in person, but we're not live. Well, you and I are in person. We. This is one of, I don't know. Three. Th- this is maybe the third episode that third. we've actually done in person. Yeah. So you are here in my face in my closet. It's lovely to have you here. So thank you for welcome having me to my closet. <laughs> How you doing over there? Oh, you know, amongst the suits and yeah. the shirts, mm-hmm. and um, doing great. Here we are. I do have. Well, we've agreed not to call this corrections corner anymore because we're not. We don't want to be thieves. Um. So I do have what we're gonna lovingly call. What do we call it? La cagamos. La cagamos. <laughs> so when we make mistakes on the pod, yes. we'll bring up la cagamos. This wasn't so much of a mistake as it was just uh, a later observation. So we covered Bingo Hell recently, and my sister, who is a big fan of the show, thank you, Andrea. I hey, love girl. you. Thanks for listening. She sent me some voice memos the other day, and so you remember in Bingo Hell, yes, there was the green goo. Yes, there was one scene where you observed that the green goo might be growing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to fully admit, I cut that from our recording. Like, the amount of editing that goes on, everybody, like, if you could listen to our full episode, <laughs> it's madness. Yeah. So much editing goes on for these episodes. I'm sure you can tell. A lot Pero, of stuttering ooh, is cut Lots out. of stuttering, lots of just uh, foolishness. <laughs> Things like that. Pero my sister Andrea, she sent me some voice memos and she's a, she's one of the smartest people I know, and I should have seen this, but she was she said Johnny the green goo represents greed, and that's why your observation of the goo growing makes perfect sense because the greed was is spreading. growing, it's spreading. Through so, the... thanks, Andrea. You're very smart. And Bye. also, she also said that it probably represented gentrification too, spreading throughout the mm-hmm, town, mm-hmm. which I think is the the allegory of the movie in general. Absolutely, like I uh, I uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. I oftentimes when we're talking about these movies, I'm just giggling and having a good time. But when you like one of these movies that puts thought into it, like with an actual message, like Bingo Hell, sometimes I just I unfortunately gloss over it Girl, because I'm just like been, I'm having so much fun. You know what I mean? It's been one of my biggest things in this podcast mm-hmm. where I'm like, unless you're slapping me with the information across the face, yeah. Unless you're, I, I, it's the office quote that I love to quote, which is, explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old little girl. I mean, that's like my motto in life. Girl, I don't understand anything. But the thing is, we did get it. We understand, but we I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm going to say like in the episode I didn't fully delve into like, this is the meaning of what this all is. You know what I mean? So thank you to Andrea for bringing that to our attention. Thanks for having brains. Do you have any Cagamos info? Great. Well, let's uh, let's start talking uh, this movie. Well, you want to get into this? Well, you picked the movie this week, I and sure did. Um, we were trying to find because this movie comes out on Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. and we were trying to find some Day of the Dead stuff. And I, hilariously enough, was like, you know what is funny? From a previous episode, we've established that George Romero we can claim as our own Latino horror mm-hmm. man, Latin King. So we <laughs> picked another Romero movie, and we picked. 
Day of the Dead. We sure did, which doesn't really have anything to do, but there is, there a, is something. There is something. It's light. We'll it's get light. there. We're going to get into it. Yeah. I'm excited to <laughs> get into what that connection is with you. Yeah. Okay, so today we are doing Day of the Dead. This is a film from 1985. It is from the USA, and it is written, directed by George A. Romero, and uh, you want to give us a little synopsis? Thank you, IMDb. Uh, Man of many talents. <laughs> Probably. Why's he got to be a man? <laughs> I know. Uh, whoever you are back there, thank you. Thanks. As the world is overrun by zombies, a small group of scientists and military personnel dwelling in an underground bunker in Florida must determine whether they should educate, eliminate, or escape the undead horde. Okay. Clearly, we have both seen Night of the Living Dead. Yes. I have seen Dawn of the Dead, both original and remake. I've only seen the remake of Dawn. I'm much more well-versed, and this might be just horror sacrilege, I am much more well-versed in remake of Dawn of the Dead than I am original Dawn of the Dead. As am I, not since a proud the only thing one that I'm going to say. Another not proud fact, I've never seen this movie. Girl? Which I was like, as I was watching, I was like, of course I've seen this. It's fucking Day of the Dead. And then I started watching and I thought, holy shit, Johnny, you've never seen this. So, ready to get yeah. into this movie? I'm All right. excited. Here we go. Day of the Dead. Let's go. <laughs> we meet a woman, Sarah. She's sitting in an absolutely empty cell. It is bare. Yeah. On the wall opposite her is a calendar. So she walks up to it. The calendar is open to October and Every single day is X'd out. Mm -hmm. She reaches out to touch the calendar, and a bunch of zombie hands bust through the wall. They grab her. She screams, and then she wakes up in a helicopter mm. flying over an abandoned city. Next to her is this bearded, very upset, dramatic man named Miguel, and up front... Oh, boy. I can already tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll get to him. Yeah. So up front is a man named Billy, and he's got this weird kind of funky accent going on throughout the entire movie, but this is what he sounds like to me. He's like, I've been trying the radio up and down the Florida coast, but there's nothing but dead air. That's what he's like. It's like a mid You know what I'm talking about? No, he is an Irish man. But, there, <laughs> but then it sounds Irish, but then it doesn't sound... He was like all over the place for me. I still love him. Pero I couldn't nail it. I couldn't nail him down or pin him down, whatever the saying is. Next to Billy is our pilot, John, who is supposed to be Jamaican. Jamaican? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> he, this man is like, what's the first one's name? Billy. Billy is like genuinely an Irish per person from uh -huh. Ireland. He is like an Irish guy actor. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. and I, oh, I didn't know that. And I think that's his accent just, just like, like as his... he's talking. Sure. Yeah. And he tried to maybe like smooth it a little bit for this movie. You still hear it, you but it's I mean, like... the reason I know he's Irish is because he says Jesus, Mary, and Joseph a sure. thousand times during this sure, film. Sure, 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 yeah. And he, you can hear the lilt, but it's not like major, This, which is why Johnny's like, where is he from? Because it, it's it's like as if an Irish person that has lived in the U.S. For most a, of his exactly. life. But then our pilot friend, John, uh, he is definitely an American actor that's like, Sebastian the Crab, and yeah. it's, oh, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. I mean, he does a good job at the, sure. at the accent, you know, but it's just like, why? why? Yeah. I don't understand. Well, like, I what's think the it's, purpose? I think it's because we're set in Florida. Uh-huh. What does that have to do with it? Well, Florida's close to Jamaica. Oh, sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but also, I mean, okay. Well, I think this there's is, a- This I is think... an interesting thing, too. Like, in a zombie movie- Mm-hmm. 
you know, you bring together a lot, like a ragtag group of people. Right. So it doesn't, like, now thinking about it, it doesn't quite, it, it, I don't hate it. But it, I was still like, okay. It made you know? sense to me just because, like, I feel that Florida, because it's so close to Caribbean islands, that there is a, a common community there, of, like, that There's accent. a big population yeah. there. I, I see that. All right. So Sarah turns to John, and she's like, set the chopper down, which he very reluctantly does. So Sarah and Miguel get off the chopper, and I think they, they go off, like, in search of survivors? Yes. I th- That's I, not the purpose of I, I believe that trip? is the purpose of this trip. Okay, so Miguel gets a fucking <laughs> megaphone and he starts just okay, for first of all, like I get it. They're like trying to find survivors, whatever, but the dramatic hello. Hello. I found something because you reminded me of this. Uh-huh. I'm going to play it for you right now. Let's see if we don't get copywritten or sued, but I'm going to play it anyway. Hold on one second. Let me just turn this up. <laughs> it's a totally Seinfeld. The minute I heard the first hello, I was like, this is when George and Jerry are walking around and they're like, hello. 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 It's, I mean, it's absolutely pitch that. perfect. <laughs> so Miguel is belting into the abyss. And then we get these great shots of this abandoned town. We see a decaying corpse with crabs on it. Very cool. Right underneath is where it says written and directed by George Romero, too. Oh, perfect. Perfect. We get an alligator in a bank. Yeah. Just just chilling. (laughs) I wrote down... Just depositing something. I wrote, just a crock at the bank. (laughs) (laughs) And then a newspaper flies up in the wind and says, we see the the, The the dead walk. The dead walk. Very cool. And then finally, we get our first zombie shot. A zombie shuffles up and we get this. Awesome. Awesome. So cool. The zombie's missing its lower jaw. Its tongue is hanging out. It's so cool. It's just so fucking cool. All practical effects, which you know, it's just- Savini. Savini. It's wonderful. And then we get our title, Day of the Dead. Then we get shots of other zombies, which unfortunately are a little bit of a letdown. They're blue. Yeah. Not all of them. They're like green and blue. Yeah tinted yeah. like you can see this like grayish paint which leans into blue so yeah. I it, I understand where they're going with like I get it it's supposed to look like dead skin mm-hmm. but it looks like a sky blue paint on people's face totally and it's yeah. looks... but it's like I'll take it it's yeah, fine why not? it's 85 cool but it was just like because you see that fucking awesome one yeah, at the top you're like oh yeah and then the yeah. next one you get you're like oh I feel like this is at the, the town haunted house yeah Halloween. Exactly. I I will say this. Sorry, sorry. It's true, though. We get a lot of really fun types of zombies, and I'm going to scream them out. We have to. Uh, Right off the bat, Uh marching band zombie. (laughs) Like a majorette. Like a fucking top with those hats that are crazy and big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got marching band zombie. Lots of Florida-looking zombies so far, too. Like older people, lots of like gardening hats in the beginning. Old people garden. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Florida. Yeah. Okay, so all of these zombies start coming out because Miguel is still belting. (laughs) And so Sarah and Miguel see the horde coming. They get back on the chopper and they take off. Later on, the chopper sets down on what looks like a military base. Yeah. Or like a bunker area. A chain link fence surrounds this base and we see a big 
horde of zombies gathering at one point mm. of the fence. So once they've landed, Sarah tells some soldiers who are there watering like, their weed. Yeah, they're growing, which looks that doesn't look like weed to me. I mean, I'm, close enough, we, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be weed. Yeah. So Sarah's like, please don't fuel refuel the chopper yet because the zombies will get riled up and the like the the group is going to continue to grow. So wait till nighttime so they can't see you i was I, that made me nervous i was yeah. like just fill it up now dude right but when you have the chance just in case you gotta fuck off you know Both what i of mean those things though like you should fill this thing up they should Pero be filled también. at all times like it's just danger si. both options are dangerous yeah you know what i mean so which one are you gonna pick right she then tries to get miguel out of the chopper and this man is such a drama queen because he's exhausted and very stressed and he's like I know you're stronger than everyone. So fucking what? The drama, dude. This man. Y también Ooh. es la personificación of toxic masculinity. He has, I mean, we'll get to like, you know, uh, I, redeeming I, stuff later. Pero I was so irritated by this man. Totally. I appreciate that they called him Miguel Sala, Salazar, pero I don't think the actor is Latino. He's not Latino. He's Italian? Yeah, I think I, I tried so. to find him on IMDb, but I couldn't find him. Yeah, he's he's there, but also he's Italian. I believe. Well, who, who <laughs> knows? I appreciate you know like the effort though. But so he grabs his shit, he storms off. I'm. I will say this though. I do appreciate seeing like how the stress of this situation might affect someone. Sure. You know what I mean? And this unfortunately makes sense. Yeah. You know, this is a tough life. Totally. Sarah then notices that there's like a fresh grave in a little cemetery that these people have built. And the soldiers say, yep, Major Cooper died this morning. So John, the pilot, comes up and he says, and then there were 12. So there are 12 people left in this military base. That's it. Dude. John says, that horde is going to keep growing. So why don't we just get in the chopper right now, find ourselves a, deser a deserted island, and spend the rest of our days enjoying what is left of our lives. I don't know, dude. Don't we know by now that them zombies will be floating around on sea and eventually, like, They'll a body will point. land on your fucking island and then you're fucked there. Yeah, and then you have no place to run. And that's then you're, it. that's it. And then you're eating on your island. I mean, I get it, though. It's like, what options do we have? What are you going to choose? Sure. So everybody kind of, like, piles onto a platform on ground level and through this like remote button push and hand box thing <laughs> they lower themselves into this bunker i believe bunker is the correct word i don't know dude. yeah i'm it's gonna a call bunker. it a bunker no it's a bunker and once they're inside the bunker we see that the platform thing closes yeah. so they're like safely inside this bunker they enter a, a tunnel system and two soldiers steel and rickles roll up in a cart like a golf uh... cart kind of thing <sighs> Okay, so let's just get ready to hang out with these guys for a while. So Steel and Rickles are like, Miguel, get on the cart. We need help catch capturing two dumb fucks, which is what they call zombies. I swear I've heard this somewhere else too, but I can't remember where. And Sarah's like, no, Miguel is exhausted. So she gets on the cart, but then Miguel is like, I'm fine. I'm, I, I'll be fine. So he gets on the cart too. I can't let a woman out. Absolutely me. not. There's nothing the matter with me. 
So Ugh. they get on the cart, they start driving off, and we notice that John and Billy are like, fuck that. Yeah, no, and they bye. go the they other way. Leave. So Steele, Rickles, Sarah, Miguel go carting off. And screaming into the night. I mean, okay, there's something in this movie that happens all the time, which is these two, particularly these two men, Oof. Steele and Rickles, they'll say stupid shit and then they'll laugh. But like, it's the kind of laugh where- Sounds like a chimpanzee. It sounds like a fucking weasel. It sounds Ooh. like the weasels from- uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit when they're like, yes. <laughs> you want to yeah, fucking like, do like, it's, it's so awful. annoying and stupid. I hate them so well, much. If you haven't seen this movie, get ready to fucking hate these two. Okay, so <laughs> so they go carting along. Everybody's screaming and they unload near this like wooden structure fence corral thing built into a cavernous tunnel. And the fence is equipped with a capture cage in the middle that has gates that can be lifted and lowered on either side. It's very corral like, Yeah, it's like a rodeo, yeah. you know, where you, would, where you would put like a bull, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and you're about to like release them. Yes, and they, exactly. Yeah, that's totally what it is. So Steel climbs onto this wooden fence structure and he starts to uh, just scream in all the time, just screams off into the distance and we start to hear moaning mm. and we see some zombies coming their way, but the zombies seem kind of tentative and Rickles is like, well, that's because they're scared scared of Dr. Frankenstein. So we're all like, hmm? Yeah, why is there a Frankenstein here? So Sarah says, well, if that's true, then that means that the zombies are learning. Mm. Hmm. And we also learn here, since Steele is like, come eat this dick to the zombies. And then he's like offering his dick up to Sarah. And she's like, no, thank you. I'm fine. I've had enough. Apparently Sarah is is involved with Miguel. Girl. Desperate times. I mean... Desperate times. Serious. So the zombies are really close now. Steel is laughing like a chimpanzee. He Uh, hooks a zombie. (laughs) He hooks a zombie by the neck. He pulls it into the middle pen and Rickles lowers a fence trapping the zombie. And then Miguel hooks a pole to a strap around this zombie's neck. And then they release the zombie onto their side of the fence. Right. Steel and Rickles then trap a second zombie into the middle pen. But Miguel, who is, you know, stressed and exotic, exhausted and a drama... Exotic? He's so <laughs> he's exotic. He's so exotic because he's Hispanic. <laughs> he's quote-unquote Latino. Yeah. He's, he's exhausted, so he drops the pole. So the one zombie they have goes for Rickles. Sarah is able to grab the the pole in time before the zombie can kill Rickles, but then Steel, who, you know, he's, you know, he and Rickles are like best buds, he grabs Miguel and he's like hovering Miguel's head over the zombie you that's still trapped in Rickles. the pen. And he says the most derogatory shit at Miguel, you know, who is our like Latino character here. I'm, I'm not going to go there. But then Sarah pulls a gun on Steel. So Steel's like, okay, he tosses Miguel aside. And then very quickly we see that Steel and Miguel take these two zombies to like a lab and they chain them up in this lab. Yeah. Sarah takes Miguel to, I guess, her like, quarters and she's trying to give him a sedative so he can rest but he's super resistant he blames her for what happened before he says to her you made me feel like an asshole out there you made me feel like a piece of shit dude you are an asshole and you are a piece of shit she's literally being like dude you're tired you're exhausted like chill and he's like wah don't talk every, to me like that. Like, I can take care of thing, myself. Every single thing this dude says is a complaint. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're clearly not fine. Yeah. So Sarah fills a syringe with a sedative, and Miguel fucking walks up to her, and he smacks her 
not once twice twice across the face but then he's all apologetic they hug she sticks him in the back with the sedative and he calls her a bitch and passes out and she leaves fuck you an asshole we cut to a nerd this is dr (laughs) fisher i mean that's the first thing i thought this is a nerd to me he looked like a fucking three musketeer like the fucking his facial oh sure 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 yeah horrible so we cut to dr fisher and he's talking to officer rhodes this uh soldier dude i guess a soldier and an officer are different things whatever he's military So Fisher is asking for better working conditions, and Sarah walks in. Rhodes is saying to Fisher, listen, I'm in command now because Major Cooper is dead, so you better do as I say, and you better start showing me results soon. So apparently, they're, like Dr. Fisher is involved in some sort of like experimenting science research, quien sabe. We have scientists and militaries, yes. militaries? Military militaries. Uh-huh. in one space, and it seems like they're just not getting Oh, no. Things are tense. So Sarah, who has come in, she says there should be more cooperation around here. And she asks that Miguel be placed off duty because he could be dangerous due to stress. And Rhodes says to her, yeah, I'll put him into quarantine basically so he can get some of Sarah's ass. Like he just wants to get laid because, you know, she's a she's involved with Miguel. So Sarah starts to walk away and Rhodes says, there's a meeting at seven. You better be there. And Sarah says, yes, Yes, sir. sir. Fuck Fuck you, you, sir. sir. And I love her, but I was so worried about her because she's the only woman here. Well, first of all, I know you don't want to talk about it because you skipped it before, Uh but I think it needs to be said. Uh This piece of shit fucking steal. Dr. I mean, Sarah is like talking about Miguel. He goes, he's turning into Jello. And then this fucking guy is like, Jello, that's how the S- slur mm-hmm. say yellow jello jello and i was like that alone is like incredibly pro- problematic but they're throwing in her face that she's having this like relationship with miguel and they're using it as a threat as a threat to her if he's not around then will be able to get it. He says something about get some loving. Maybe some of the rest of us can get some loving. And it's like, girl, it just, it made me really nervous for her. And they say it would they, once they leave fucking that other doctor is like, you need to fucking be careful with these men. And And the thing is, she's very tough. Yeah. She's not, she's not like, Oh, I know she's like, no, no, she's like, she's like, literally says, sir, fuck you, you, sir. You know, but this is, even though I just judge Sarah for having sex with Miguel because I think he's an asshole (laughs) on the other hand in this high stress situation it makes perfect sense that you would want to fucking have sex with somebody and like let off some steam yeah totally I don't judge you. I get but it's it. also what Rhodes said is a threat. Also, this is him establishing that he's the boss now. Yeah, Cooper's now that gone. Cooper's dead. This is him being like, well, now I have the power, this and is this is bad. Rhodes, the Rhodes show. So Sarah then goes to Doctor Frankenstein's office, and this is Doctor Logan. We're in Doctor Logan's lab. It is a bloody nightmare. 
in here. And yeah. he, his scrubs are covered in blood. He looks disgusting. But we do learn some like really cool zombie info here, which mm-hmm. I loved. She's eavesdropping on Dr. Logan and he's saying the rate of decomposition is slow. These beings, meaning the zombies, could function over a period of years. Early revival could mean up to like 10 to 12 years. Of like that's zombies, of zombie like, like a zombieism. Of yes, of like a, of one zombie being alive. Like that's how slow the decay is. And as she's listening to him, Sarah is almost attacked by a zombie who's chained up to a wall. This is Bub. I jumped. Oh, full jump. Both times. But I love him so much. Yeah. Okay. So now that, you know, he's heard this commotion, Dr. Logan realizes that Sarah is there and they have this whole talk. Dr. Logan says, the brain is the driving engine. The zombies don't need any of their other vital organs. And he goes over to a zombie that's strapped down to an operating table, literally like chest open, guts out. The whole kablamo. Oh, it's so gross. And he puts his hand up to the zombie's mouth and the zombie's like trying to chomp at Dr. Logan's hands. And Dr. Logan's like, the zombie wants to eat me even though it literally does not have a stomach in its body. Yeah, it's instinct. Yeah, he's like, there's no nourishment in eating me. It's working on instinct. He explains that the core of the brain is the last thing to decay. It's the R complex, which I had no idea what the hell that was. So I looked it up. It's the reptilian complex, like the reptilian brain. And he says, like, what what's left over from us from the reptiles. Yes, for like the last of the prehistoric jelly that we inherited from the reptile. So just pure instinct. He then goes over to another body that's literally a full body, but the head is cut through. How did all, they do how that? How did they do this? Because, like... How? The way that it looks is the body is lying down. Once you hit the, the neck. The body looks real. The, oh, that's a hu- that's an actual human body. Like uh, when it lifts its arms and grabs, yeah. that's somebody there. But like how did you have Not to have. Not CGI. Dude, your head has to like go you backwards. You are Reagan McNeil from The Exorcist. Yeah. Like how are you doing this? Because once the once we get to the neck, they literally, like you said, it's like they scooped all the yes. head out except for like a teeny tiny little part of the brain it just looks like a mini brain yes totally <laughs> like a teeny tiny brain attached to like the uh, brain stem yeah yeah and like the spine but the rest of the head no está. it's amazing and i was like where did the, how did they do this how how tom Savini. Savini, how did you do this? Uh, holy shit. It's only going to get better from here. So he's removed the R complex from this fucking ice cream scooped head body. <laughs> and he can like control the body movements through a machine. Yeah. And he's like, look, something like this could be domesticated. But Sarah says you're wasting your time trying to define what's happening instead of looking for what's making it happen. This is getting dangerous. They, meaning the scientists, are losing cooperation from the soldiers. Then she spots a fucking military jacket that says Cooper and realizes that this fucking ice cream scoop headless body is Cooper. So Dr. Logan is doing experiments on like on their men, not on zombies, on their men. Yeah, that's fucked. So Sarah's like, if they find out that you're doing this. They will kill you. You have to be very, very careful. For sure. And then all of a sudden, the zombie that's strapped down on the other table comes undone from his straps. He turns onto his side and reaches out to Sarah and his guts bro, fall bro. out bro. and splat Ooh. on the fucking ground. So gross and cool. I mean... Like, they just go... 
It's, it's so disgusting, disgusting and fucking good. And then fucking Logan goes and grabs a drill and drills. Lobotomizes his, and like this fucking fully guy. Fully lobotomizes. And that blood gushing out, I was like, dang, this is fucking good, This dude. was great. It was great. So, of course, after this disgusting scene, we cut to dinner, which is that meeting, basically, that yeah. Rhodes was like, 7 p.m., everybody. And it's interesting here that everybody is sitting at separate tables, but, like, at a distance. Yeah. Like, it's Billy, Billy and John at one table, the soldiers at another, Sarah and Dr. Fisher at another. At this point, though, we haven't had someone say, Sarah, you are a doctor of this, or Sarah, you are a scientist of this. At this point, I was like... Wait, is she a scientist? Uh-huh. Because from the top, she's kind of really tough and carries a gun carries and is right. doing her thing mm-hmm. and wears like a bomber jacket. And I was like, I'm not really sure who she is or what she is. I just I even assumed... wrote down, is she a scientist because she's sitting down with the scientists? I assumed she was part of the medical research team. Obviously she is, is I she? think. Yeah, there's a point where she's like in a lab in a, with a coat. So I guess like, but that's that being said, like I guess the reason she's so well, ad- like knows how to use a gun and everything is just because we're in a fucking zombie apocalypse and you kind of have to. I think so. I think I, what I'm saying right now is that we're already a solid, I don't know, 30 minutes into this sure. movie and yeah. we don't and it's never it's never never like Dr. Sarah no sure okay so we're all at separate tables and Steele is yelling at Billy because Billy hasn't been able to contact anyone on his radio and Billy says well it's possible we're the only ones left the shopping malls are closed, you know, Dawn of which the dead. I was like, hello, Dawn of the Dead. So Sarah's like, enough. She gets up to go, but Rhodes says, no, you need to give me some answers with all your research, all your doctor shit. Sit down or I'll have you shot. So he tells Steele, shoot her. But Steele doesn't take him seriously. So Rhodes pulls a gun on Steele, tells him he's got to the count of five to shoot Sarah. So Steele points his gun at Sarah. And then John the pilot gets up and pulls his gun on steel. So everybody's about to shoot each other when Sarah says no and she sits down. So again, this is the Rhodes show. Madness. Just then, in comes Dr. Logan. He's still covered in fucking blood. Can you shower before dinner, sir? You probably stink. Disgusting. So he, Dr. Logan says, we're in the minority by now. We're probably 400,000 to one. And he's like, where's my food? Where's my dinner? Where's food? Rhodes freaks out at him. And Rhodes says, tell me what you have been up to in your lab. 400,000 zombies to one, dude. Fuck. I mean, what do you do? That's That's you standing Mm -hmm. in what? Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all around you. Zombies. Zombies. That's it. How do you survive this? How? Yeah, uh, so basically, Dr. Logan says here, there's been progress in how to make the zombies behave. I'll be able to show you, Rhodes, my progress soon, but I need more time because I, I don't have what I need. So Rhodes is like, so Billy doesn't have his radio parts. You, Dr. Logan, don't have the shit you need for research. We soldiers are really, really low on ammo. So you know what? I'm about to get into that chopper and get the fuck out of here. So again, somebody might run off any minute. And the military, is, or Rhodes in particular, uh-huh. is just all threats. Absolutely. So Sarah's like, everybody chill. There's probably shelters in D.C. with better technology. It's only a matter of time before someone comes looking for us so we can use that time to finish our research. 
Rhodes says, you have a little bit more time. You better start showing me results. Don't fuck with me or I will execute you. Now, what are the okay. results that they are trying to look for? What are these? What is this research? Is it the stuff that Dr. Logan is doing with these like like trying to domesticate them? And then but then what's her face came in? Sarah comes in and is yelling at him being like, we're supposed to figure out why this is happening, yeah. not how to like live with it. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it's ever quite explained. And at in during this scene, I didn't mention it, but Fisher is even like, you're here to protect us. Like, yeah. that's your mission right now, to protect us scientists. I'm gathering that, like you just said, they're there to find out, like, why, why? people are getting, getting infected, not, like, what to do with yeah. the zombies, like, how they can use them, which is, like, a viable research. Like, how can you make this work for you? Sure. You know what I mean? But... But it's never quite explained, explained. Yeah. you know, what exactly we're doing down here. So Sarah goes back to her cell and she's watching Miguel sleep when all of a sudden he turns over onto his side and his guts, More guts. spill out. But then she wakes up. This was a nightmare. And she finds that Miguel is awake. Shocker, he's still being an asshole. So she kicks him out and she's all pissed and riled up. So she goes for a walk and she's going through the halls and she's caught up in this random soldier fight. Where Why the soldiers are they are wrestling? Because they're assholes. I don't know, men. They're all <laughs> just punching each other. And then Billy runs up, comes to her rescue, and he takes her, he runs off with her. So he takes her into the caverns to the Ritz, which is the mobile home that he lives in with John. And they've done it up all nice. There's a cool ba backyard set up with lawn chairs and like a big picture of the How beach. How they had this and they've never invited these fucking people over? These I would have been like, mind their own business. Excuse me. Yep. I have to live with these fucking hooligans and you're out here fucking burgers in paradise Just fucking drinking, margarita What are they drinking? Brandy or something? Brandy. It looks like a legitimate Margaritaville in an yeah. airport. Yeah. Although they do say, John says, it's safer where you stay, where you sleep. Oh, because they are it's very a, it's, close it's to the more like, cave. Out here. Yeah, because yeah, they are in like the cavern area. But if it's going to, if I don't have to deal with a I bunch of fucking shitty happily, dudes. You're, you're armed. Happily, I'd live out here. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. They're trying to like talk up Sarah and she seems very hesitant to talk. So John says this line, which I loved. He says, it takes more energy to keep quiet than it does to speak the mind. Mm. Ain't that the truth? Totally. So Sarah's like, okay, I'll talk. You're protected down here. You're fed and you don't lift a finger to help anybody. Which isn't entirely true because like Billy's calling on the radio. And he's driving he's the, your air he's helicopter. The only, John is the only one who can, you know, fly this Pilot chopper. The thing. So John straight up says, Billy and I don't believe in what you're doing down here. We don't believe in your research. And this is where I wrote, oh, so she is a scientist of some sort. Right, right. I was like, yeah, but we still don't know of what. Not quite sure. Like, she a what exactly? or is she a fucking brain surgeon? She's an like, acupuncturist. <laughs> She's like, um, I'm a Everybody massage needs to therapist. Relax. I have Just... some cups here. I can do some cupping. <laughs> Aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. I've got my lavender sprays. <laughs> okay, so John continues. He says, in this cave, there are books and records of fi top 500 companies, defense department paperwork, a bunch of movies that you would want to see, all sorts of important shit, but none of this matters. He says to Sarah, you're never going to figure out the zombies or like what you're trying to find out. You're never going to figure it out. It's a waste of time and time is all we've got left. 
So she says this thing, she says, what I'm doing is all that's left to do. So maybe, I guess, like, the moral of the story here, like, knowing exactly what she does isn't that important in terms of, like, the message of the movie. If anything, it just shows that, like, it's almost like she doesn't even know exactly what she's doing. She's just like, I need to do something with my time or else I'll fucking go crazy. So John says, maybe we should all just start fresh or it's possible that we've been punished by the creator. He cursed us so we might get a look at what hell was like. Maybe he thought we were getting too big for our britches trying to figure his shit out. Which just felt very like Romero. I'm giving you my messages here. Sure. I really like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's the next day. And Dr. Logan takes Sarah and Fisher to see Bub, that adorable zombie who's chained up in the lab. <laughs> and he puts a toothbrush, a razor, and Salem's Lot, the Salem's Stephen King Lot. book. Have you read that one? Never read Salem's Lot. It's really good. Or seen or anything. Is there a Salem's Lot There's, movie? I think it was a TV movie. I can't quite remember. Anyway, he puts these three things in front of Bub. Bub throws the toothbrush aside. He tries to shave with the razor, literally shaving off some skin, which I was he like, eats. Oh, <gasps> dude. But then he picks up the book and he seems to look through the book, which is huge to Dr. Logan. And then Sarah says, you know, what's really amazing about this is that Bub doesn't get agitated when Dr. Logan walks into the room. He doesn't seem to see Dr. Logan as food. Mm. But then in comes Road and Steel to ruin the party. Logan then puts a phone in front of Bub and Bub picks it up and like puts the phone to his ear. <laughs> I literally was like, so this motherfucker's reading and using the phone. Like, what is he going to do next? <laughs> well, just you wait. You know, what's interesting is like, I believe in Land of the Dead, which is another Romero movie. Yeah, it's the one after this. Yeah, there were zomb- there was a particular zombie in there that got like smarter and I wasn't feeling it. But this one, I don't know why. I was just really taken by this zombie uh-huh. i thought he was adorable he was very sweet i prefer my zombies to be very like they are mindless all like exactly what dr logan said instinct driven bloodthirsty creatures me too but i would i didn't mind this i'd be it's probably because i found it so fucking cute i have a feeling you were not feeling it. <laughs> i i will get to the yeah part. we'll get to it i will get to the part that really was like made my decision of whether i enjoyed it or not sure yeah so bub has picked up the phone dr <laughs> logan's like say hello to your aunt alicia and bub says alicia <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Bub notices that, you know, he notices Rhodes, who is a soldier, and Bub tries to salute Rhodes, but Rhodes is an asshole, so he refuses to, to salute back, which seems to piss Bub off. Yeah. Hmm. Salute my ass. So then Logan hands an unloaded gun to Bub, and Bub aims it at Rhodes and tries to shoot him, but uh, it's unloaded. This is what I wrote. Not a zombie with a gun now. I mean, that's the thing, too, is like you, the zombies don't need weapons. They, you know, they'll just tear you apart with their teeth and their bare hands. Yeah. But I found it interesting. Like, okay. What at least Dr. Logan is trying to do here is like find some semblance of civility in zombies. Like that's the work he's trying to do. And he's trying to reward the zombies when they do things like say like Alicia or whatever. (laughs) So, so, you know, Bub tries to shoot Rhodes. It doesn't go off because it's unloaded. And Rhodes is about to shoot Bub, but Dr. Logan stands in the way. So Rhodes is irate. He's so fucking pissed. And Logan's like, okay, chill, chill, chill. Just understand the zombies have to be rewarded for learning. Civility must be rewarded. Otherwise, there's no use for it. So Bub is okay. Sure. (laughs) Thank God. I love him. 
okay, let's keep going. So we cut to the zombie capture fence in the caverns, like with the corral and everything. Steel, Sarah, zombie rodeo. Miguel. Exactly. The zombie rodeo. That's what it's called. Yeah. Steel, Sarah, Miguel, and two other soldiers are capturing more zombies for more experiments, I guess. They capture two zombies, including a zombie lady fully with curlers in her hair. (laughs) But she comes loose from her neck strap and she takes a bite out of one of the soldiers' throats. So this soldier fires his gun. He ends up shooting the other soldier, which kills him. Sarah then shoots the zombie in the head. But this other zombie that they've captured takes a bite out of Miguel's arm. Oops. Steel then shoots that zombie and the bitten soldier in the head. What? <laughs> yeah, because the soldier asks, he's like, dude, I oh, don't yes, want to get taken, soldier, right. dude. D- I don't want to become those fucking right. things. Just kill fucking me. take me out now. Yes. So Steel shoots does. the zombie and that soldier. And Sarah, in the meantime, has grabbed Miguel and, and she runs him away. off with him. Over to uh, the, Billy the Ritz. And jo- the Ritz, the mobile home. She grabs a big ass rock, rock. She bashes Miguel in the head, <laughs> knocking him out. <laughs> and. Uh, she grabs John's machete and she slices Ooh. off Miguel's arm. This was good. This whole awesome. sequence of her being like sliced and she's like, I need fire. And I was like, okay, bam, girl, bam, you're, bam. this is in charge. doctor something. And she mm-hmm. goes and she makes a fire out of whatever, like a stick and a shirt. And she lights it with a gas and she lights a torch basically uh, yeah. and cauterizes and the fully... stump. Ugh. But it's also, you know, John is there, you know, machete at hand. Billy helps her light the torch. So it's yeah. like they're... It's Teamwork, Working together. You know? Yeah. And just then, Rhodes, Steele, and Rickles show up, of course. So Billy and John draw their guns. Sarah says, I cut Miguel's arm off in time. He should be fine. He'll be fine. If he turns, I'll kill him. Plus, I'll stay out here with him. Like, we're not going to go back into the, the bunker. Yeah. Rhodes somehow agrees to this and says, that's fine. But tomorrow, we're going into the fucking zombie rodeo corral. And we're going to kill the rest of the zombies. And he leaves with Steel and Rickles. Sarah, th- you're right. that This scene is very good. It happens bam, bam, bam. And Sarah was good. She's, like, trembling. She fully has, like, a breakdown oh, in John's I mean, how could I literally wrote, yeah. how are you? not crying every fucking day absolutely how are you not crying every minute of the day and right now here it comes out and i was i was taken by this performance yeah, she gave right here i thought I she agree. was very good so they take miguel into the motor home they clean him up and sarah starts to head to head back to the lab to pick up some supplies and billy is like i'll go with you for protection thank you thanks john says if you're not back in half an hour i'm coming to look for you so again teamwork I love it. Yeah. We're in the lab. Sarah is picking up supplies when Billy comes across a tape recorder, which he plays, and we hear Dr. Logan talking on it. I I don't quite get the significance of it. He sounded like Norman Bates on this. He's like, mother. Yeah. This and this and this and this. Basically, the idea I got is like, Dr. Logan, which we've gathered already a little bit because the the dude is is extra. Kooky. He's nuts. Yeah. This man is nuts. And I think this is supposed to solidify, like, once we discover that he's using these freshly dead military men. Not zombies. Not zombies. Mm -hmm. This is how he is, what is the word he used, Uh, uh, rewarding Bub. Mm Mm-hmm. Is by using the meat, the meat of the people that are freshly dying, yeah. 
to like reward Bub for mm-hmm. reading Salem's Lot or whatever right, right, the right. hell. Right, right, right. Or saying, you know, my, my aunt or saying, Alicia. Or my, my aunt Alicia. But aside from that, he's using the bodies for experiments too and not the zombies. Like we see, we saw with the ice cream scooped out head. Exactly. And now we're going to see just like a lonesome head, just yep. a head. Just a fucking head. The head, this head <laughs> looked dope though. Oh, all of these practical effects, just so good. Fantastic. The, like, fucking nailed yeah. so good so like you said Billy pulls off a sheet of something bloody and we see it's the head of one of the soldiers from the earlier zombie attack in the zombie rodeo the, not the one that was like kill Bitten. me the other the, one the one that was shot yeah not even a, a worried that he would become a zombie I don't believe in this zombie universe I mean who knows if it's was it airborne in Night of the Living Dead if you die Without being bitten in Night of the Living Dead, did you, I think you came back anyway. Yeah, because they were saying the freshly dead are coming back yes, to life. Right, right. So you don't have to be bitten yeah. or cut or whatever. Okay. It's like Walking Dead style too. Right. So basically what we're gathering is like Dr. Logan is doing these crazy ass experiments. Billy straight up says, it's time to take the chopper before before somebody else does. We need to get out of here. And then they secretly follow Dr. Logan. They find him and they follow him into a room with like a one-way mirror so they can see him working in a lab yeah. with Bub. Dr. Logan puts some headphones on Bub. He plays in Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and Bub is like, Oh, I love this piece. Oh, delightful. <laughs> delightful. Yes, I remember yes, when uh, I was alive. Uh, delightful. But then Dr. Logan stops the tape and Bub sees, seems upset. So Dr. Logan like waves his finger in Bub's face and makes Bub kind of copy his movement. So Bub presses play on the tape recorder. So it's like, oh, he's you're learning. He's learning all these things. And then Dr. Logan brings some fresh meat out from the bodies of these recently shot soldiers and starts to feed it to starts to feed this meat to bub then Rhodes comes in to ruin the party again he finds sarah and fisher he brings them into dr logan Rhodes notices that dr logan is feeding this meat to bub they then find the body of this soldier that was shot all cut up to pieces dr logan cut that dude up yeah so Rhodes shoots the shit out of dr logan i must say though him standing there he's just like He's doing he a, does a shoulder shimmy for shimmy. like five to ten. I'm like, you would be blown <laughs> ten feet back, but he's just like, <laughs> just for like ten seconds doing a dance. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Rhodes then orders the soldiers to take the guns from Fisher, Sarah, and Billy, so they are unarmed now. Meanwhile, in the caverns, John, who he grabs a machine gun when he sees the soldiers coming in with Fisher, Sarah, and Billy, and Rhodes fully has a gun to Fisher's head. So John's like, whoa, 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 What's chill. the deal? Everybody's chill over Everybody here. Everybody calm down. Relax. So John puts his gun down, and one of the soldiers, Torres, by the way, so there are two seemingly Latino characters okay, in this great. film. Yeah. Thanks. So Torres comes up and grabs John's machete. Rhodes says to John, we're leaving now, meaning me, you, and the soldiers. Fuck the rest of these people. John says, you can't make me do that. So Rhodes just shoots Fisher in the head. Dude. Bam. Rhodes orders Steele and Rickles to throw Billy and Sarah into the zombie-filled part of the zombie rodeo past the fence. Right. And John is like begging Rhodes, please let them go. He says, I'll take you wherever you want to go, but if you send Sarah and Billy in there with the zombies, I will not fly you. So Rhodes is like, Steele, beat the shit out of this man. 
here comes Steele starts to fucking punch the shit out of John. And meanwhile, Billy and Sarah, Billy grabs like a big chunk of wood and they run off into the caverns because apparently they know of a silo that's like deep into the caverns. Everybody over here on this side of the zombie corral rodeo is fighting. John knocks out Torres, but then they hear an alarm. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. So Steele and Rickles go off to check out what the source of the alarm is, which we find out the alarm is Miguel. Going up. He has left the Ritz. Going up. Checking out. And he's taken that platform elevator up to the main level of the compound. Very, very quickly, we see Bub release himself from the chains. He's just so cute and so smart. I was like, this is what happens when you teach a fucking zombie how to like this do things. Gonna He's going to loosen himself from his chains and go looking for some munch time, bro. Uh, I'm so proud of him. He's learned so much. And- Bub, he's going to find a gun and shoot us now because he's a zombie uh, with a fucking gun. Spoiler alert. Okay, so we're in the caverns with Sarah and Billy. They're attacked by zombies. Billy knocks one out with his hunk of wood and then he they, with a shovel he shoves this Dude, shovel into a zombie's this mouth shovel so cool bit is so it chops the zombie's head in and half flings it he Woo! like he it's almost like he uses the shovel to like scoop off the <laughs> there's so much yeah. scooping of heads like oh my God. he scoops off the top part from the jaw yeah. up yeah yeah uh and like brush <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I can't yeah. think of a word. He like, like sweeps he, it. He sweeps it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but then you see it on the ground later, yeah. and it's still like looking eyeballs all over the place. As they're running off, right? Ah, it's like upside the down. The brain just, is like, still there. Right. The brain's intact, and that's we the learned. fucking R complex or whatever. Okay, so quickly back with John. Torres is still knocked out. John rushes Rhodes, knocks out Rhodes super easily. And he takes Rhodes's gun, Torres's gun, and he leaves Rhodes and Torres behind. He goes into the caves looking for Sarah and Billy. Steele and Rickles get to the platform elevator and find that Miguel fucked up the controls. And they're like, the only way to control this it's thing from now, there now is from that hand box button pushy thingy up <laughs> on the platform. And then we get this really cool, like red and blue lit scene in the caverns of Sarah, yeah, Billy, and John. Cool. They come across like all sorts of zombies. They kill them one by one. It's particularly creepy and very, very well shot, yeah, I must say. Like totally. really well done. The stuff in the cavern was dope. Yeah. Like and like the zombies keep creep like creeping up out of nowhere. Yeah. I loved it. It was scary. It was. It really was. So back up on the ground level, Miguel opens the fence where the zombie horde is. Miguel. He runs back to the platform, does the most dramatic sign of the cross I've ever seen. Totally. He just like hunches down onto the platform and the zombies begin to eat him. They Dude. just claw and like it's like everybody hop aboard the platform express. Hop on top. Hot meal for you right here. Yeah, and he pushes the button. Yeah, as he's being eaten, eaten alive. Dude. He pushes the platform elevator button pushy thing. He goes <laughs> down with the zombie horde. And like, look, I know you're trying to redeem the character. It is a pretty cool way to redeem him. Pero he is putting everybody at risk right now. Like, everybody's gonna die. Redeem him how? What do you mean? Oh, you're right. He doesn't know that this is putting everybody at risk. He just wants to end this. Yeah, he wasn't redeemed. He wasn't in on a plan. No, he was being a dick. He's like, fuck Everybody's going to die. I'm going up there. I'm bringing them down. The, that the, was a suicide mission a moment, ready to fucking murder everybody, everybody. else in that place. Because there wasn't really a plan of um, Sarah, Billy, and John being like, this is what we're going to do. No. They just come up with it like on the fly. Yeah. Well, fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck 
fuck him. I was like, when is he going to talk? I was, when you said earlier, like, oh, he'll be redeemed. I was like, I don't think he is. No, 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 no. Yeah, he totally, he's he's ready to sacrifice everybody. He fucked everyone in that bunker. So Miguel is being torn apart, eaten as this zombie elevator express is coming down. And Rickles, Steel, Rhodes, they see, and Torres, they see this, this fucking zombie elevator coming for them. And one of my favorite things, one of the zombies eats shit as it's like trying to step I off saw that. Platform. Also, let's talk about clown on stilts zombie. Nightmare. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then also a uh, graduation cap zombie. Congratulations. You did it. You made Ooh, it. That's... Sorry, bud. Really awful. Like, <laughs> I've got my degree in psychology. And then just zombie Chomp. attack. Oof. <laughs> I'd watch that. That'd be a good movie. Um, <laughs> so this horde is now in the caverns, in the tunnels. It's coming for yeah. them. Rhodes runs off. He gets on his little cart, golf cart thing. He he leaves Steel, Rickles, and Torres in the dust. I said he doesn't give a shit guys. about you. Uh, also, bride zombie. Congratulations. That's even <laughs> worse. My it. wedding day. My wedding day. Chomp. And we also, I think this is what happens, is that John, when he went into the zombie rodeo corral, like to look, to go deeper into the caverns to look for Billy and Sarah, he left the gate open. So they're coming from both ends. Oh, they are. Now. Yeah. Now it's we're, just it's a, a whole jam. I just have to also just call out a few more. So like you said, so there's also a football player. I wrote that down. I was waiting for you and to say something else, but the, football the player. The majorette, the groom, the clown. But there's a fucking ballerina. You motherfucker. With one. On point foot on point well, like she's just point. like just kind of walking but one of her feet is like bing 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 I <laughs> I hate you you love me please <laughs> I wanted to say it well you said all of the other ones so I'm taking the ballerina <laughs> so Rhodes ditches the golf cart he runs off and meanwhile Bub comes across Logan's dead body and Your he dad. seems sad but then he seems angry I'm telling you, man. I mean, when they called him Frankenstein, it made sense. That was his fucking monster that he just made. That is that you're totally right. Bub is the Frankenstein's monster. That's the monster. So Bub is all sad and then angry when he sees Doctor Doctor Frankenstein dead, and he sees a gun <laughs> on the floor. So the zombies are now everywhere. Zombie with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> Listen, priorities. See? So Torres <laughs> makes a run for it, but he's quickly engulfed. He's torn apart Ooh. by the horde. This so good. fucking effect. So, so good. one zombie grabs Torres by the, the eye sockets. eyes, dude. While the rest tear at him and his head is slowly pulled off as he screams. I'm going to tell you, I watched this and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because it looks I thought like that was him. It looks like his actual head. Because, you know, his mouth is moving like he's screaming. Yeah. And then you see it's an animatron. Pero I was convinced it was very that good. it was him. It was very good. Holy shit. Okay. And then Rickles is surrounded and he's fully laughing as these zombies and take him down. And it's the weaselly laugh that's it's horrible. Awful. I mean, can you zombies hurry up, please? I, I can't. Yeah. We see a zombie like pull off Rickles's face starting at the eyelid. Ugh. Another zombie is chomping down on his fingers. Horrible. Delicious. Steel, meanwhile, shoots his way into the halls of the bunker letting the horde in after him. Yeah. So Steel comes across Bub, who... (laughs) 
I thought it was hilarious. So Bub hilariously shoots at him but misses. And then Steel is about to shoot Bub through a, a window, but he's bitten by a zombie into this room he snuck into. And all these zombies start to pour into this room, so Steel shoots himself in the head, which was a bit of a letdown. I'm yeah, you know what? You want to see that dude I just wanted get, that fucking guy to get fucked. Yeah, that was done purposefully, I think, that it's like, you can't always get what you want, everybody. Yeah, totally. You know? We're back in the caverns, and John finally meets up with Sarah and Billy. He hands them machine guns, and they go to town Fuck on these up. zombies. Fuck them up. And then they run deeper into the cavern, they come across the silo, and they begin to climb up the silo ladder. As they're going up, John is nearly bitten by a zombie, but Billy, who's above him, shoots the zombie, and again, I was like, that's fucking teamwork, everybody. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing this? Plus, they can't fly without him, so it's like... Exactly. I would do this anyway, but you know, like... (laughs) So... Back with Rhodes, he's still in the hallways. He grabs a machine gun and some ammo, and he comes across Bub. Now, Uh, I want to know Bub's story. Like, I wish there was, like, a prequel somewhere or something. Somebody do do a Bub of the Dead. Bub the Origins. (laughs) And I want to see, like, who he was before, why does he know gun Uh stuff, what was Salem's lot, and how did he have a relationship with that? Clearly he has respect for, like, the military. Yes, was he in the military before? Maybe his dad was a military guy. And, you know, like, why? I don't think there's a connection to Dawn of the Dead, but maybe there's something we're missing. If there is, please let us know. I I don't don't think think so. so Because I think they probably would have said in the trivia stuff, and I've I've read all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say anything. But would have been hilarious if that was, like, the case of him being maybe, like, a security mall guard or whatever. Sure. That's the connection. I love Bub so much. So I'm absolutely thrilled with this idea somebody give us a bub prequel somebody give us money so we can write it there you go so Rhodes is trying to load his machine gun but bub shoots him in the shoulder (laughs) and then Rhodes runs off and bub shoots him again so Rhodes is limping to a door he opens the door on the other side is a horde of zombies love this shot he turns to run but bub again shoots a third time shoots him and he salutes Rhodes (laughs) Dude. As the horde swallows him whole. And we get this amazing shot of the zombies pulling off Rhodes' legs and dragging them off. And as they're eating him alive. Well, there it's like, uh-huh. it's before we get to all that, you got to talk about the, there's a part where when Rhodes turns around, it's we're the zombies. It's the point of view of the zombies. And all you see around this, it's like they had around the camera just arms sticking mm. out, which was a really cool shot. Very cool. And then they pull Rhodes apart and the legs come off and then he's screaming choke on him choke on him uh i'm assuming my body parts uh but we have a solid three to four minutes of just eating montage i called it the zombie buffet it's fully like just a fucking montage of these motherfuckers chomping on guts oh yeah it was great it was so so good it reminded me of that one scene from night of the living dead where they're just eating ham and stuff but and it on looks... steroids yeah totally i was honestly it was gross scared like yeah. i was like this is horrifying yeah it was gross and like usually i don't get really like grossed out sure because i've seen so many horror movies but this was fucking gross yeah they spent a long time just yeah. like 
It's just showing you individual people munching on a fucking link. You literally see geysers of blood spurting from who knows where. It's so cool. All right. So finally having made it out of the bunker, they've climbed out of that silo. We see Sarah, John, Billy. They make a run for the chopper, hoping that gas tank has been filled. A horde of zombies is literally like right across the way coming at them. The chopper's in the middle. Sarah makes it to the chopper. She opens the door and she is grabbed by a zombie. Jump. And then she wakes up from this nightmare. She's on a beautiful beach. She sees John fishing and she sees Billy just like chilling in the sand. She opens up her backpack and she pulls out a piece of paper that she has made into a calendar and she crosses off November 4th. Mm -hmm. So they made it. Fin de la película. Now, if for those of of you that don't know, Day of the Dead is usually reserved for November first and second. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if we're reading these dates correctly, those first and second is when everything was going down. Yeah. Technically, during Day of the Dead, which is awesome, which is the connection that we were mm-hmm. trying to get with Day of the Dead that we had. Now, if I were better at my job and more of a professional, I would have tried to keep track of like when is a new day like which day was actually like the first the second the third the fourth sure but it's also hard to tell because they're you in don't the see cave. the daytime yeah. or the nighttime yeah. you know what I mean you you never really know but totally. in her dream the last day that she had crossed off at the top of the movie was right. the 31st of October yep. so this begins on the first yeah hey hey alright let's get into some trivia let's talk trivia great so I'm just going to do a little bit of like in general movie trivia. Great. Uh, this is George Romero's favorite in the series. Nice. It was shot in Florida because that's where Romero was living at the time. But Lovely. also the cave part of it all was Philadelphia. And actually the cave was very humid and it gave their like technical stuff a lot of hard time oh, sure. to like lots of uh, electrical issues. Yeah. Sure. Romero described the film as a tragedy about how a lack of human communication causes chaos and collapse even in this small little pie slice of society. Oof. Which makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. The budget was 3.5 to 4 million dollars, but the box office was 34 million dollars, mm-hmm. so that went along very well. Nice. George also describes uh, as wanting the movie to be the j- the gone with the wind of zombie films. I saw that. I don't quite know what that means. I also don't because I've never seen Gone with the Wind. It's been so, so long. I was very bored. I could But I was a child, so. Yeah. Maybe for it to be, like, epic? Maybe. Sure. Like we said, Tom Savini was the head of the makeup effects, but he was also assisted by a team of artists that included Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger. Nice. Greg Nicotero actually played one of the, the soldiers for a brief moment before mm-hmm. he was killed, but you may know Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger for their work in the television series The Walking Dead. Oh, that old thing? We got a George Romero cameo at the end when we see the horde of zombies going into the caves when with his checkerboard handkerchief around his uh, waist. Did you um, see him? I didn't, I didn't see, see him, and I was looking either. for him. All the actors that portrayed zombies in Pittsburgh received a hat that said, I played a zombie in Day of the Dead, a copy of the newspaper that says, The Dead Walk, and one dollar. What? Oh my God. First of all, I need that hat. I mean, come on. I bet you it's on eBay somewhere. 
The original script, for which George Romero couldn't get budget for, involved the scientists living above ground in a fortress protected by electrified fences, and the military hmm. would be the ones living underground. And it also involved a small army of trained zombies, oh. which this later became the basis of Land of the Dead. Oh, okay. All right. For Miguel's arm getting cut off, the first arm that they used was rubber and you could see that things were like bouncing off of his arm Mm -hmm. when she was trying to like cut it and do stuff like that to it so tom savini remade it with wax and it worked out perfectly nice the zombies moaning groaning growling and roaring and feasting sounds happened to be played by a single voice mark dodson who also played salacious crumb who is Jabba the Hutt's sidekick in Star Wars. So that little dude that Jabba has next Uh to him, this guy played that guy, but also he did all the voices of the zombies. Whoa. And they were not done with sound effects. It was just him being like... Very cool, wow. And my last little piece of trivia, which I thought was cool, the British band Gorillaz have sampled several audio clips from both Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, portions of the music and some dialogue. The, hello, is anybody there, is uh, one of them from the track M1A1. Do you recognize that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, some of Bub's zombie grunts appear alongside sound clips of news reporters from Dawn of the Dead in one of their B-sides called Hip Albatross. Oh, this will be my last thing. Dr. Logan does the ratio that from undead to human survivors would be 400,000 to one. Mm-hmm. When the film was made in 1985, the population of the United States in our universe stood at 240 million people. If Dr. Logan is right and the U.S. population of this universe stood at roughly the same and this film took place in 1985, there are 600 living human beings <gasps> left in the United States of America. Wow. That's terrifying. Right? Holy shit. And that's the end of my trivia. Oh, that's frightening. That's fucked. Watching zombie movies nowadays, yeah, particularly- it's a, different, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a different experience. Just feel, it hits a little close to home. Totally. Loved your trivia. Thank you. Uh, so I know we have talked about Day of the Dead before, mm-hmm. because last year we did Day 211, Day of the Dead, <laughs> which- had nothing to do with Day of the Dead and Absolutely was not. quite bad, unfortunately. Yes. I'm sure we talked about Day of the Dead, but just because this movie is called Day of the Dead, I feel we should repeat some information. Okay. So I'm just going to do that real quick. Cool. This is from a website called Mexperience.com. It says here, one of Mexico's most important religious holidays is celebrated on All Saints Day, November 1st, and All Souls Day, November 2nd. Día de los Muertos, sometimes called Día de los Fieles Difuntos. Traditionally, November 1st honors deceased children and November 2nd honors deceased adults. Far from being a morbid event, Day of the Dead emphasizes remembrance of past lives and expresses celebration of the continuity of life. This acknowledgement of life's continuity has roots which go back to some of Mexico's oldest civilizations, including the Olmec, Zapotec, Zapotec? I believe that's it. Maya and Purepecha. The Aztecs also celebrated Day of the Dead, although earlier in August on the current calendar. 
So that's a little bit about Mexican Day of the Dead. It is also celebrated in Belize. It says here, in Belize, Day of the Dead is practiced by the people of the Yucatec Maya ethnicity. The celebration is known as Anal Pichan, which means food for the souls in their language. In Bolivia, it's Dia de las Ñatitas, Day of the Skulls. That's a festival celebrated in La Paz on May 5th. In Brazil, the Brazilian public holiday Dia dos Fies Difuntos. Fies Difuntos. Which means Day of the Faithful Deceased. It's celebrated on November 2nd. And similar to other celebrations, it's intended as a positive honoring of the dead. In Costa Rica, they celebrate Dia de los Muertos also on November 2nd. In Ecuador, it's observed to some extent by all parts of society, though it is especially important to the indigenous Quichua peoples, who make up an estimated quarter of the population. It's all very similar in that. It's it's like we either go to cemetery or we like, you know, there's always food involved. It's some sort of offering to your loved ones that have passed, you know, make sure that you're like you were once in our lives and that we still celebrate you and that you're here. And now Mm -hmm. let's eat some food. I think that's fucking great. It is. And it's not based in fear. It's based in love and community and gathering. Y'all better fucking eat a fat meal for my dead ass <laughs> is all I'm saying. And it's interesting how like, you know, I feel like because it's so close to Halloween, like there are spooky vibes, mm-hmm. but if you really think about it, it's not very it's not really spooky at, not all, at all, you know? Very quickly in Guatemala, uh, they celebrate Day of the Dead on November 1st and it's highlighted by the construction and flying of giant kites. Guatemalans fly kites in the belief that the kites help the spirits find their way back to earth. Cute. Nice. And in Peru, usually people visit the cemetery and bring flowers to decorate the graves of dead relatives. Sometimes people play music at the cemetery. Now, this is from Wikipedia, so if you want to look, there's probably a lot more information that you can find and possibly even more countries that I haven't listed here that tell you more about Day of the Dead celebrations. And I also found this wonderful IMDb trivia list that you came across, which is just chock full of amazing trivia. So I found uh, some of these as well. So you were correct that this was a mine down there. Mm -hmm. It says here, the underground facility was not a soundstage. It was shot in the Wampa Mine. Also, this was interesting. According to Lori Cardiel, I'm going to say, that's who played Sarah Cardiel. Cardiel, The first attempt to shoot the beginning dream scene where the zombie arms suddenly spring out of the wall and attack her resulted in the faux wall and many of the actors behind it toppling over on her. We. Oui. <laughs> the wall ended up needing to be completely rebuilt, this time much more stable. And her husband's hands are one of those hands. Oh, nice. Very cool. Also, she said that during Miguel's sedation, Lori Cardiel told Anthony DeLeo Jr., who played Miguel, to actually slap her to make it look more authentic. And boy, did he take that that note. I mean, Puta. he fully smacks Ooh. her hard. You can tell, too. That she's oh, like, yeah. Whoa. Oh. Fuck. Okay. This I found really interesting. Although never confirmed, it has been rumored by fans that the character Joe Pilato Pilato, played in Dawn of the Dead, 1978, is in fact Rhodes as a cop. Fans believe that Rhodes started out as a cop, then later joined the army and became Captain Rhodes. Since no passage of time is given in the Dead films, it is very possible that years lapsed between Dawn and Day and that the Rhodes character could have gone from being a cop to an army captain. It says here that real pig intestines were used during the gore scenes, which Ah! makes it 
even worse. Disgusting. Because you're, oh, you're chomping down on that shit. And Gross. also barley stinks. <gasps> okay, and my last thing here, which I loved, was that Tony Todd, the king, fucking horror, horror royalty. Horror. Horror royalty auditioned for the role of John. He would later play the lead role in The Night of the Living Dead, 1990, which was the remake of the first movie in the Dead series, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. And that's my trivia for today. Great job. Hey, thanks. You too. All right, let me ask you some questions. Let's do it. Jonathan, were you scared? Yes, particularly by just that horrifying gore that I'm usually not freaked out by, but that gore scared me, that zombie buffet... Why do I keep saying buffet like Phoebe Buffet? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Zombie buffet. <laughs> and uh, the cavern sneaky zombies when John and Billy and Sarah are down there, they creeped me out. Yeah. What about you? Were you scared? I wasn't scared. I was more unnerved by the shitty men in the situation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but not really. Sure. What was your best scare? The zombie buffet. <laughs> What about you? <laughs> uh, mine was when Bub first pops out from behind Sarah. She's walking in and she's looking at Dr. Logan doing whatever. And she's backlit, but it's really dark. And she's like kind of creepily watching him. Mm. And then behind her, fucking Bub honks out of her. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. Honk. And- and I, I watched uh, that part twice, and it scared me both fucking times. Nice. Good. Well done. Uh, who was your favorite character? I will give this to Sarah. I liked her. I thought she was very strong, badass. I was following her through the story. I really enjoyed her. And I will give it to Bub, because he is just so cute. I love him so much. Mine's what about you? Bub, too. Nice. <laughs> what was your best line? Sarah's line, yes, sir. Fuck you, sir. Ugh, God, that was good. What about you? That was mine too, but nice. I also gave it to choke on him. Yeah. Because classic. classic. But my third is, oh. you've given us a mouthful of Greek salad. What was that? <laughs> I don't remember that. So the scientists are like trying to explain like this and this and this, and this is uh-huh. like science garble. And Rhodes turns around and is like, you've given us a mouthful of Greek salad. And it's like, what? What? Is this something people use to say? Who knows? I love Greek salad. Me too. It's very tomato, cucumber, mm. oregano in there. filled. Delicious. Uh, what was your best death? Rhodes. It's got to be Rhodes. Just getting shot three times by Bub, which I found hilarious, and then getting literally pulled in half. Ugh, awesome. What about you? Mine was the soldier that got also like fucking pulled apart, but from the eyeballs. Yes. Where you look, where you're just like, that's his actual head you're pulling apart, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Convinced me. That one. Although, and I will give it to also fucking scooping that fucking head off with the shovel. Totally. Like slicing that head in half with the shovel. Dope. Yes. Did you learn anything from this film? No, not like about, no. 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 And how many ooys do you give Day of the Dead? I'm going to give Day of the Dead four ooys. I loved this movie so much. Really? I fucking loved it. I wasn't expecting to. Okay. But no, I just really had a good time. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed Sarah uh-huh. very much. I loved how she and Billy and John kind of came together to form this this team. I loved the gore so, so much. Yeah. I was taken by Bub, which I didn't, I was like, oh, no, I, I didn't think I was going to like that, but I, I was just absolutely, I just loved that adorable zombie. And I like it. George Romero zombie films always have something to say. And like I was saying before, like it felt particularly timely. I like 
that he presents us with these three different groups of people where like the scientists are like, we have to figure it out. We have to do something. And the military is freaking out over here being like, just murder everybody, yeah. murder everybody. Yeah. And then there's like people who are just like, why don't we just- Lack of communication. About... Right. But like the people were like, everybody needs to calm down. Yeah. Who knows how much we have, how much time we have left. So let's try to enjoy ourselves. And that to me, that's the one that spoke the most to me. Like, right. Let's not- stress ourselves out anymore like we've lived through so so much like a zombie apocalypse sometimes you just have to like take a step back and be like all i can do with the rest of my time is try to just calm down take care of myself survive like this this lack of communication and people fighting one, one another not listening to one another yeah that is what we're living through right now yeah so this spoke to me and i i thought to myself take a chopper to a a, a a deserted island, 100%. A thousand percent. I'm going with you for yeah. sure. So for Uis, I loved this movie. What about you? I gave it two. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Okay. I like the gore a lot. Mm -hmm. I like the gore a lot. I thought the zombies were fun, was fun to like clock all the outfits they wore. The acting I couldn't get behind. It sure. was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh boy. And I'm sorry, bub, you're cute and all, but zombie with a gun, I rolled my eyes real hard. Mad respect to like the story and having I everything you just said about like showing the microcosm of society in this space mm -hmm. and like all the bullshit that you know again humans are the monsters that i definitely understand and like can get behind love the kills love the goop love the goriness there were a lot of scenes that i was like we don't need all this conversation right now hmm. where he, like shoot her what if you don't i'll shoot you like all these guns out i was like get to the zombies bro i don't huh, care about okay. this bullshit that's interesting because like in that particular scene i was like this is wordy but i was like feeling it it was too was into it, it. it for me i was like this is wordy and i'm not feeling oh okay uh -huh. but the two that i give i i mean classic romero love the savini stuff yes i'll watch it again for sure I think it's a, a fine film. I don't think it's absolutely legendary. I can see how it could be a cult classic. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can see the power that it can have. It's like, oh, look, but the gut's coming out of the fucking stomach and that one head on its own. Holy shit. Again, all that shit looks fucking great, but like the stuff in betwixt couldn't get me. Hey, if you're not feeling it, not feeling it. That's cool. Sorry, bro. I was just, I was really pleasantly surprised. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hey, it's cool. That's the beauty of film in general. Yeah. That, you know, like we just watched Halloween Kills. We went to the movie theater to watch fucking Halloween Kills yesterday. And we've been trying to avoid Twitter for so long because everybody's like, it's terrible. It's great. It's terrible. It's great. We yeah. walked away and we were like, it was fine, everybody. It Calm was, down. It was <laughs> middle of the road. Like it was fine. <laughs> like literally people are being like, it's the worst of the series. Really? Everybody? No, it's not. Have you seen the series? It's not the greatest either. It's but the, like... It's clearly not the greatest, but it's like everybody calm down yeah. like we could agree to disagree about sure. these things so although i don't usually feel that way but yeah. i can say <laughs> i can let go of all my biases <laughs> well here we are well let's uh hop into our helicopter and mm. uh go to a deserted island where nobody can look us in the face and we can ever talk to anybody ever again i mean a dream it does sound really really lovely <laughs> sounds great <laughs> uh thank you so much for listening everybody we appreciate you being 
here. Please subscribe, rate, and review us. Follow us on our redes sociales at Wikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us an email at Wikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for keeping us talking about zombies. You can follow them on Insta and Twitter also at Sonoro Podcast. And that's it. Another another closet time. This time, looking each other into the faces into of your death. Eyes. And uh, your eyes. Ding, bing, bing. Your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Phil, not Phil Collins. Phil Collins, isn't it? Oh, George Gabriel. Gabriel. Gabriel Byrne. No. Nope. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. Is that really who it is? It's Peter Gabriel. Why are we, we've had too much coffee. Why are we talking about this right Listen, now? <laughs> sometimes you have to figure out who sings in your eyes. And Johnny, uh, I want to spend the rest of my days looking in your eyes. Your I you, eyes. Dude. I love you too, my friend. We'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.